Okay. All right. It is nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Yes, sir. And um, you know, Crinkle Binkley's here. <laughs> That's true. And we're double fisting coffees and beers. Cheers. Cheers, sir. Cheers, sir. Thanks for having me. Welcome to a Great Depression, a podcast for every mall rat, Jansport, backpack emo kid, which you are all three of. Very true. Guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> struggling with the boredoms of everyday adult life. Dawson. Yes, sir. Let's hit the fucking music. Broadcasting very early this morning from the Union Fitness Studios. Union Fitness is more than a traditional gym. It's a place where you can transform yourself inside and out based around a variety of classes like fitness, yoga, strength, and performance training. What did you think when you walked through today? It was nice. It seemed it seemed spacious. Everybody seems to be doing their own thing. It doesn't seem too crowded. So it seems like an ideal Saturday morning yes. lifting spot. Yes. Or, spot. Yeah. or drinking spot. True. Yes. We're going to turn into that here in a second. <laughs> Uh, at Uni Fitness, they believe it is their duty to hold themselves and their clients to a higher standard. They practice what they preach and uphold the values that make Union Fitness the community that it is. Go to unionfitness.com today, sign up for a consultation. Through Union, there is strength. Mike Dawson. Yes, that's me. He's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Roy Kent. Yes, much like Roy Kent. <laughs> much like Roy Kent, all the way in from. I don't want to call it the boonies because we're both from that general area, um, but we'll call it Clarion County. Yeah, it's a it's a trek up twenty eight. Yeah, and it's right there. You can't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think first uh, we would be absolutely remiss if we just didn't start with what are you drinking? Because you were talking about your beer, and I want to make sure we we show it. Oh, the beer that we have. I, I, I oh, you opened the, up the other. I one? made the pivot to yours. It's nice. Imperial Stout. Who's it from? Is that the Voodoo? I yeah. yeah, I can't read, so yeah. this will be difficult today. Understandable, <laughs> understandable. Um, I'm sipping on, uh, and then you have a commonplace coffee. I do. How's that? I've already slammed it. No, oh, wow, fine. you drank the whole thing. Uh, it's, yeah, like three-fourths. Fantastic. <laughs> um, commonplace is, is pretty cool. We've uh, interviewed the owner of Commonplace on uh, the Union Fitness Podcast. Hands down the most, like, if the Big Lebowski was a fucking guy. <laughs> That's this dude. He's just, he is the dude. It's fucking awesome. Well, they make a good brew, so. There you go. Uh, I have a super sh uh, flavored Sheets coffee because <laughs> I'm a little child, and that's what I need my coffee to taste like, and then I just have a good old icy light. Um, Ted Lasso. Yep. Best show on TV? Uh, it, it's it's definitely up there. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, uh... It's uh, the most recent episode. Like it was, um, you got that the locker room feel, like the the banter back and forth with the, yes, with the boys, yes, and I and yes. I, I like that. Sometimes uh, shows don't really get that, like the you know teammates busting each other's balls and stuff. No, I loved I loved that part of it. Um, Mike Dawson is a high school soccer and basketball coach yep. on the women's side, mm -hmm. which is super fucking cool. Did you go in wanting to do the women's side to begin with, or was like how did that mm -hmm. all transpire? Uh, so this will be my sixth year as a varsity coach, uh, and I started uh, for two years as a junior high coach just out of, like, necessity. They reached out to me and another former teammate who were still in the area, and they're like, hey, like, nobody's coaching. Like, wow. So, like, if nobody comes out, you know, the, 
that team will fold kind of thing and you know and then that uh, that intern you know might kill you know, the varsity programs and stuff so so he and i just uh jumped into it uh, i did it for two years and then the, the girls coaching spot opened up before the boys coaching spot opened up so i jumped to that and we've uh, been successful since then so very successful <laughs> won a championship in soccer last year and then uh two years ago uh, won in basketball as the assistant so 2020 was all right for me Outside of a whole global pandemic thing, yeah. but like sports wise, <laughs> it was all right. And Chelsea won a Champions League. Yeah, I that was. Uh, I don't remember most of the post match sure. portion of it. Sure. And uh, the only thing I do remember is there was a close to a four hundred dollar bill on merchandise. Oh. Um, I got a little got a little too uh, too boozy and just went went all in to remember well, it. We were. <laughs> we, I'm right there with you because on two beers deep this uh this week we we're trying to figure out how much I had spent on Bucks merch. It's a lot. You yeah. You gotta just soak it in when this happens. Yes, yes, and especially like the Bucks winning a championship is very close to a soccer championship in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form because the Bucks will not win again probably if ever, but for, at least for another five years. It's a lot like the Leicester run. Right. Where you're right. Just like. This is special. Let's just let's just dive in and enjoy every bit of it. You know. Are we willing to say right now that Giannis is Jamie Vardy? <laughs> I think so. Came from nothing, worked his way up, and got all the success. You know, like uh, that's mm. an easy comparison. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Giannis, like one of the most freakish athletes, like naturally talented people on the planet. Then, Jamie Vardy just being the dude. Party Vardy. Party yeah. Vardy. <laughs> um, so like, how fucking fulfilling is it? like coaching high school kids um it's pretty rad like um but whenever i played uh we were always like a playoff team and stuff so like i never got over that hump like even in um like we only got to the semifinals and stuff whenever i played so last year um when we got to the semifinals and won like it was just like uh, kind of like an overwhelming feeling for me so like the monkey got off my back right and then like i'm helping kids do stuff that i didn't do whenever i played and then it was just that title win was just because uh, that was the first one for our school for the girls' side, so it was just even more special that run. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. I coached uh, my brother's roller mm-hmm. hockey team when I first got out of college, and that was a team that like I was there when the program was like founded. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of like how I got introduced to roller hockey, and it was my it was my secondary team behind ice, but that's where all my friends were yeah like i wasn't really close with anybody on the ice hockey team really there was like one or two guys um but like the roller hockey team like to this day still like talk to these guys regularly Mm -hmm. and so to be able to go back to that program and feel like well i mean we we only lost two games the entire regular season and then we got beat in the playoffs without our best player just saying (laughs) um but uh you know that uh, like that memory and like the best part was I got to coach my brother, yeah, which was just this beautiful like little mm-hmm. like moment in time. And since then, I've always thought about going back to coaching. It, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Like the the group that I have now, it's it's kind of funny because like I'm coaching like relatives of the kids I played with. So like that's crazy. So, like you're still seeing the same family members coming to those mm-hmm. games that that were at our games. So, uh, yeah. So you're you know cousins you know nieces and nephews i've got a cousin that's still playing she'll be a senior this year so it's just that's just a small town kind of thing you know you leave and then you come back and everybody's still the same yeah i think (laughs) i had one one younger brother of um of a kid that i played with 
and then um you know family members and stuff but mm -hmm. like i'd watch these kids because i watched all my brother's games so yeah. i watched these kids grow up and it was just always so frustrating watching like they were playing the wrong positions like the coaches weren't like coaches were just dads and shit didn't mm. even call for like line changes yeah. and stuff and i'm like <laughs> screaming from like the stands like change the lines my mom's like hit me like shut the fuck up and i'm like i know more than them <laughs> like if they just changed the line and they moved this guy to forward and, and then like i'll never forget the first practice um i was like all right go line up at the position you think you play mm -hmm. <laughs> and then i was like all right now you play defense you play and yeah. then like well, I play and I'm like, shut the fuck yeah, up. This like is it, what you do now. You might have been playing there, but that's not where you should have been playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you are one of the only people who can skate backwards. You have to play <laughs> defense. Yeah, I feel like that's an important part of hockey. Right. Um, so I don't know that I've ever told you this. All right. <clears throat> you introduced me to a very important artist in my life. Okay. An artist that would be the beginning conversation that I had with my would-be wife. All right, this I feel I feel good now. Okay, great, <laughs> awesome. Um, Childish Gambino. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That was I. We were Frank and I were up to no good, <laughs> and you were. We had walked into your dorm room and you were laying <laughs> on your bed and you were playing Freaks and Geeks. Yep. And I dead stopped and I was like, "What is that? Like, this is fucking cool." And then you showed me like the whole fall EP, and I just dove headfirst into Childish Gambino. Um, and then realized that Donald Glover, the person, yeah. is even more impressive than Childish Gambino. Uh, kind of like made him like a little hero of mine mm -hmm. um, because I love that he was a, a legitimate triple threat where he could write, act, and sing. Mm -hmm. um, and was giving a presentation on my future goals for this like really bad fraternity thing. And um, – I was Anastasia just happened to be there and was listening and she stuck around to talk to me <laughs> because I was I was talking about Childish Gambino. So you created a very happy marriage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, if I can do that for other people, maybe eventually I'll do that for myself. You know, we'll there figure it go. out. We'll figure um, it out. <laughs> but I just I don't think I had ever told you that. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell him on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, That's the first I heard that story. That's heartwarming. I like that. Where did you find? How did you find? Oh boy. Um, I think it was just some, uh, somebody on Facebook shared, uh, one of his songs or something. And then I was just like, that looks like the guy from community. And then I was like, Oh, that is the guy from community. And then I was, so I just dove into it. Uh, so that's where I, you know, I, I started to follow him from, from that show. And then, um, um, uh, it would have been whenever that, uh, his first, um, his first uh, full length album came out. We, we actually, uh, me and two of the college buddies, Greg and Matt, uh, made a trip to Maryland for like, the day that that album released, we were at that show and just took this. It was just on a whim, you know, as college kids do, you drink and like, let's buy fucking tickets and, and go to this. And then uh, we did. And we ended up getting a speeding ticket right in there. <laughs> so that's how it started. And then, like, we get there and we're like, all right, we're parked, right? Whatever. Let's go in and grab something to eat. Cause you know, the venue's right here. We can walk out, get back in line. And then we get out and then like, you, you look at the line, you're like, Oh shit, it's around the block. It can't be that far. And then like you, we have, we, we had to take a couple tracks there to, wow. so it was just loaded. It was just, it was a, it was a pretty surreal moment though. It was pretty fun. But uh, like, that's just like, that's what you gotta do. You just gotta like do shit on a whim. And you know, that's usually where the best stories come out of. So that's one of my fonder, like concert going memories. Like, ah, let's drive to Maryland for the hell of it and then go see them. <laughs> so was it camp? Yeah, it would have been the okay. first day camp drop. That's incredible. Because that played through. You weren't you weren't in the um, 
in that part of the studio often, but like mm-hmm. the academic media center camp played on every fucking speaker for the better part of our senior year. Yeah, that was um, that was yeah, that was when we were still getting shuttled down. So most of my classes were down here in the city. Yeah, which brings me to the, the one of my other memories was we just brought a case of beer on the shuttle. That was the best. And we were just in the back of a shuttle, just that drinking beer before a class, best. just house like it was our own like personal power hour, like it getting was. a chauffeur and. And I and so me, you, Frank, uh, Molly Stofan was her name at the mm-hmm. time. I don't think Kenya could drink, so I don't know that she did because of her yeah. kidneys. But like, we just killed a case of beer. Yeah, somebody just and it like, was either you or Frank. You're just like, hey, I brought this case of beer. Let's just drink it. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're a destructive little hooligan when you're in college. You're like, this is a great <laughs> idea. Nothing bad could happen with this. You know, that's um. That is that is an all time memory, and then I remember being drunk in class, and um I got through the drawing class okay mm-hmm. because I was inebriated and was just like, look, I'm drawing on paper. <laughs> but it was when Melissa Martin. Did you take screen uh, screenwriting at all or script writing? No, no, I did not. Okay, so script writing, Melissa Martin, is like, did she do storyboarding? Yes, yeah, storyboarding as well. Okay, um. But she was, like, just this prolific, like, one of the first – so there's, like, a collection of college professors, right, where when you meet them, you never forget them mm-hmm. and the things they taught you. I think Bacher was that for yeah, a lot of us. Um, but, like, she was that for me as far as, like, the first teacher that ever acknowledged that, like, I wasn't dumb, I just can't read. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she like took one of my papers and she looked at it, one of the you know the screenplays I'd written. And she's like, "Are you fucking retarded?" That's what she said to me, and I was like, "No, I don't think so." I, I mean, know. like I'm in college, I'm a junior, like I've gotten this far. And she's like looking at it, looking at it, and then she like starts giving me like a reading comprehension test because she's just like fascinated how this kid has gotten this far, this far in, in life, life. right? And she's like, oh, so you're not dumb. You just can't read. <clears throat> and I was like, yeah. And she's like, how did you get to college without being able to read? So she, like, became fascinated with me <laughs> as just, like, a case study. Um, but I was hammered for her class. And her the look on her face when she saw me drunk. And just noticed it. like Yeah, she, she was just like, she, like, <laughs> went to go ask me a question. And I was like, <laughs> and it was like. Okay. All right. Josh came to my class drunk. <laughs> Fantastic. That's not uh, my favorite college memory. Yeah, the, the bus ride down. That was the, that's one of mine. But what's what's yours here? Okay, is um Mike Dawson when he moved into the apartments, mm-hmm. um managed to secure the proper apartment to be able to get onto the roof. Yeah, it's our porch. Your that's porch. What we call it. That's we call right, our the porch. porch. In college. Not have been on the porch, but we were on we the porch all the time. We so if you're on the first floor or the second floor of uh, Robert Morris's colleges, you can get onto the awning that you walk into, and you can have a porch for your entire year of schooling. Yes, and somehow the uh, your friend, like the your big group, mm-hmm. got the adjacent ones yes. that also got to the like I don't know how you pulled that off, I, or just dumb luck. I think it was. A little bit of dumb luck. We all just went on the first floor, and then we realized, oh, we could just not walk through a hallway and still get to your apartment. Let's just do this and come in that way. So needless to say, this beautiful trifecta of the porch and the two apartments 
uh, created the ultimate party spot. Mm-hmm. And there were some bangers there. There were. There are also many nights that people directly <clears throat> above us uh, would yell down, shut the hell up. Why are you guys up at three in the morning? We're like, this is our fucking porch. Get out of here. You can't be here. And they're like, hey, yeah. we were a menace to that second floor and that entire building. But the other is the fancy night parties. The fancy, yeah, fancy nights. We ended up, <laughs> great guy, Frank. Frank is the best. He's the toughest guy I know. I love that guy. He, uh, we ended up with like cafeteria workers at one of the fancy nights that we had. So we had like, <laughs> I don't know how he did Steve, it. Steve was Steve at fancy night. No, Steve was not oh. a fancy. If Steve was at fancy night, uh, I'm sure there would have been a lot more photographic evidence yeah. of that night <laughs> happening. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's at least two or three that just showed up, and we're just like. Okay. Right, let's fucking rage. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is a night that's not going to get replicated ever again. And it's just going to be, it was amazing. It was just fancy nights. We, you know, a lot of it was just, you'd go to the thrift store and buy something stupid that right. looked nice. Right. And so it was just a, you know, it was just a reason to fuck about. And it was, they're always very entertaining. So gentlemen had to have a jacket mm-hmm. and ladies had to have a dress. Yep. Or if you wanted to wear a jacket as a lady or a dress as a man, that was also, also appropriate. Also acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, like just every moment or, oh, what about fucking the Nerf gun war? I don't think I was privy to that. that Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but like all of my memories of you are attached to happy things. So like literally like introduce me to the artist that I married my wife basically because of, and then like all the fucking awesome times we had. I like to party. That's what it it comes down to. I just like to party. Which is probably why I ended up, you know, taking a victory lap of Robert Morris, you know. I like to party. He van wildered the situation <laughs> at yeah. Robert Morris. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was very Burt Kreischer esque. Yeah. Uh, in that capacity. And you were, uh, you were in a fraternity, right? I was Alpha Cairo. Woo, woo! Was that the one that got kicked off campus? Um, like in the nineties. Yes. Oh, okay. That was like the, the bad boy club. Yeah. And then they brought it back when I was there. And the only reason I ended up joining it was my uh, older brother who was in it, you know, around the time they got kicked out or, uh, you know, shortly after he left. Uh, he's like, Hey, they got free chicken wings down here. Do you want to come? I go free food. Fuck yeah. And then like it turned into, so I was like the only senior or like the upper class. I was the only upperclassman in that group. And then there was a batch of junior or underclassmen that wanted to get everything together. And then, uh, that's just where it kind of happened. We just kind of steamrolled it from there. I didn't know you had a brother. I did. I have two. So I got an older one and a younger one. And the younger one, um, he coaches with me, or he's he has coached with me in the past, both in soccer and basketball. And now he's doing his own basketball thing at the same school I'm at. And then uh, I got two sisters. So, wow, there's a lot of Dawsons. A lot of Dawsons. A lot of coaching involved, and you know, very cool. It is. It's Very a nice cool little sports family. family. Yeah. It is. That's awesome. So, did you all go to Robert Morris? No, just two. Okay. All right. <laughs> The first two, and they're like, all right, enough fucking going to Robert Morris. Like, you kids need yeah. to go to a real school. Yeah, in my head, I was like, he's he's doing all right for himself. He went to Robert Morris. We'll do that. And then they're like, well, he graduated. You can get some scholarship money because he graduated. I go, even better. Perfect. And then they're like, you could get some more money if you do better on the SATs. And I'm like, I don't ever want to take the SATs more than once. Why would I do that? Oh, yeah, Why would no, I ever do that? No, no, no. I, don't, I didn't even take the SATs. I took the other one. I Yeah, that's been so long ago. Yeah, yeah, no, because again, I can't read. So, so you, like, might, you might have signed up for the wrong one. And... I could have very well. <laughs> just... I just remember my the captain of the ice hockey team, Dave Wolf. Shout out to my guy. Um, was like, 
because also not necessarily a gifted student, um, was like, Josh, there's an easier SAT. We just can't go to like big schools. <laughs> and I was like, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> no brainer. There we go. That's easy. Um, it's like the PCAT or I can't remember what the <clears throat> fuck it was. But like, that's what we, we both ended up taking that one. And he went to Slippery Rock or IUP. So, you know, we got in. That's the we made it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It got you just far enough. Right. 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 Um, Ted Lasso. Let's go back to Ted yeah. Lasso. Were you a Scrubs guy? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed uh, the yeah. I enjoyed Zach Braff and, and that whole Scrubs crew. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he ends up directing some of those, which is right. Well, Bill Lawrence, the creator of Scrubs, mm-hmm. created Ted Lasso. That's why I was okay, curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Jason Sudeikis is like. <sighs> All right, so. Spoiler alert. Okay. This is your, you can, we'll jog forward 10 minutes or something. Okay. Roughly. Uh, Roughly. If, if you are not caught up to season two, episode three of Ted Lasso, this season with him battling his insecurities with the fucking um, shrink doc, it's killing me on the Mm -hmm. inside. Yeah. Well, because uh, what was in the first season, they I think they they alluded to that they tried to do like the marriage and counseling and stuff. I think right, right. So he's right, already right, got right, that right. the headspace where it doesn't work as clearly as marriage doesn't work. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Right. Well, we gave it. We so, gave yeah, it to. Him. We're good. We're good. We're moving forward. Um. Did you see the thing that he based this season of Ted Lasso off of the Foo Fighters song "My Hero"? I did not see that. No. <laughs> like, as if you couldn't, <laughs> if you didn't like the show enough. Ted Lasso this season is based on fucking Foo Fighters, my hero. You're like, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you can't mess up whenever you base something off Dave Grohl, right? Right, right. I feel like that's easy, quite honestly. What, uh, what's been your favorite episode? I mean, there's only three of them. But... Um, of the new season? Yeah. Uh, I think I like I think I like the second one because you get the uh... – you get the carryover from uh, Roy coaching a youth team, which if you haven't seen it, Roy, uh, Roy is a very uh, salty, gruff individual. So him, you know, yelling at small Roy. Yeah, him yelling at small children for not being good at soccer at like yeah. the age of eight <laughs> is perfect. And then he, and then that, you know, you see his personal growth, and then you because he goes on to become the you know the pundit at the uh, talking head on that uh, that mm-hmm. show, and then he's just blunt and it's amazing i wish more commentators they gave right him to do right that. like in the new episode it's like what else do you have to say don't hold back he's like you're a shit manager and you're like not about me it's like yeah but that's what you asked for but that's but you asked yeah. like what else do you have to say well you were a shit manager um i um, think it's go ahead keep going when was the moment that like you realized that like uh this is gonna be like a good show first episode yeah, because um, I think there was a, the line where it's like, uh, she's like, do you want some tea? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then it's like, well, how, what do you think of it? He's like, you know what? I always thought that uh, tea was dirty brown water and uh, or dirty hot brown water. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> that's that's the line that uh, th- that's going to win me over. I think. Um, but then you also watch like the commercials with the characters that it was based off of. So, right. Like, so you already had like a general understanding of it. Oh, it's just a goofball. It, it's a mm-hmm. mustache goofball that's, uh, you know, talks in a southern draw and it, it's amazing. I think uh, I knew it was going to be a good show, and I don't think I have, like, the moment, but it was that 
I watched the first episode, and I knew going into it that Bill Lawrence had created it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, if we can get the comedy, the moral, and then the warm feeling at the end, we have Scrubs Jr. on our hands. And that first episode delivers that. And I think my favorite part is is you don't have to like soccer to love this show. No, like um, I just – I just turned my dad onto the show. Like, uh, he refers to it as like, oh, what's that? Uh, what's that? What's that show with the the football guy? You know? And I'm like, you're talking about Ted Lasso. He's a football coach. I get it. I get it. So yeah. like, that's why like he just called me up yesterday. Like, I'm trying to catch up on that show. What's that show? What's that show? Oh, called? I'm that's like, here awesome. you go. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's like, it's it is for everybody. Like, uh, it's 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 that's just what it is. it's perfect. I, I love that show. Super strong female characters too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which. Bill Lawrence is obviously known for yeah. Cougar Town being, you know, his show. Yeah, and then like, like uh, yeah, like and everybody gets like character development. And sometimes, yes. sometimes that gets you know lost in the shuffle and stuff. So like, you, you know, the first season Jamie Tart's a prick, and now he, on the, in the second season he's got to realize, oh, I've got to like change personally to be a better person, a better teammate, kind of stuff. So like that's that's the, I think that's the arc that I'm, I'm most interested about in this second season, and you start to see that turn in the third episode. Right, I think. Mine will be what – so they're famously on an eight-game tie streak. Mm-hmm. They lose their – the first game that's on a tie, they lose. Yeah. And um, in the middle of it, uh, Sam, who is like the star – not star, but kind of like up-and-coming young kid that they have high hopes for, Nigerian player, mm-hmm. um, tapes over Air Dubai on his chest because he finds out that they're an evil company that's ruining his, his home – Yep. And um and that moment I thought was such a loud thing to do mm-hmm. in 2021 for a TV show and I was just like blown away that they were even doing it like I was so impressed with the whole thing. Yeah, like it's um uh yeah, cuz a lot of times cuz the, the whole like story arc is like he gets his like big first advertisement campaign. And he's super happy about it. And so, you know, he's, he's bragging about it to his family. And it's like, you you know, you guys get free tickets on this airline. It's awesome. And, like, his, his dad was like, hey, like, this is a shitty – like, the parent yeah. company is a shitty company. And and then you just see this, like, internal conflict. What am I going to do? Do I take the money? And then, you know, push comes to shove. He ends up just taping over the the sponsor, which is the big team sponsor. It's on the front of the jersey. Um and then uh, from there, it was, uh, you know, it was just a domino effect of his teammates being like, all right, if this guy's going to do it, we're all going to do it. Yeah. That's what that's what team sports are for. And then, you know, and then, um, yeah, you get to the you get to the press conference and they're asking Ted all about it. And you know, he's just like, yeah, I, I back my team 100 percent. Like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was very, you know, it was a very heartwarming moment because, you know, yeah, you know, you got money on one hand, you know, you could feed your family with it. And then it's like, but, you know, what do you do the right thing? Do you be a shitty person? Do you, you know, you be a good person. The name of the episode is do the rightest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a B plot, too, where the, the owner also does the right thing in in regards to uh, Sam. Yeah. Because the, the big sponsor wants him to be, you know. Like, hey, he's not going to do the ad campaign anymore. And it's like, well, we'll sell him. And they're like, well, I'm not going to sell this guy. Like, why would we sell this guy? So it's 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 a nice like, I don't know. Just every the, the writing is just so good from right. start to finish of each episode, and I think that's a testament for like each episode. I haven't seen like an episode that's like, oh, it's a filler episode. Right. I hate filler. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, I'm waiting for Nate the Great situation to come to a head. <laughs> 
I think, yeah. Hopefully, it's just like a, a boxing match with him and the new kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> or something, something dumb. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to come to something, or they're going to be best friends by the end of it. But Right. But Nate the Great is uh, <clears throat> like the, the episode where, um, what is it, Ch- uh, Chet Krim from The Independent? Yeah. He uh, He's like, so you're you're trusting your offense to the to to him? What is he? He's like uh, he's a kit man. You're trusting it to the kit man? It's like yeah, I guess he knows more. But he's he knows he's forgotten more about soccer than I'll ever know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and I just love like, especially in in the world we're living in right now, where like John Elway's the GM of the Broncos, <laughs> and uh, you know, like all of these these great former athletes are now becoming in charge of. You know, that kind of stuff. I'm wondering, when are we, like, going to see a real-life Ted Lasso where a guy who was good at a sport has to jump sports just because they can't climb the ladder anymore? I think it's a, it's an interesting concept in general, but, like, I, I feel like it would be if, like, uh, they had a kid that decided to play a different sport than what they played, and then they had to, like – because then you get that competitive – mindset of like oh well i gotta learn everything now i gotta right. like pick up everything i gotta pick up the nuances of the game i gotta learn the iq i gotta learn the verbiage and then i feel like maybe maybe then it'll happen but it'd be interesting to i'm trying to think of if there's been anything remotely close to that outside well, of tony khan works for the jaguars and fulham. fulham true so that's pretty cool and then there was the guy who was the coach something rogers was the coach of the sabers also worked in football mm-hmm. or soccer european football uh for like a couple of seasons but i think his was more leadership development than it was x's and o's so like there's there's inklings of it mm-hmm. kind of spread in there um the like and the reason this is all on top of my brain too is have you watched any of the pop documentaries on netflix uh, i don't believe so okay worth it (laughs) um they do a whole one on auto-tune all right do you know who created auto-tune i do not off the top of my head no i'm familiar with uh a rocket to the moon's early career of using auto-tune i'm aware of that yes 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 exactly (laughs) exactly um oh that was awesome uh so a guy who was is his job was measuring earthquakes okay and he was like you know because like or finding oil, that was what it was. Finding oil, because you send, you explode dynamite, and then you measure how far it goes down to see if there's anything down there, mm-hmm. right? And so you're reading the waveform just like you would uh, a whatever, right? And then you have to, like, isolate the the waveform and then figure out exactly how far down it goes or whatever. So he's at dinner one night with his wife and their friends, and his friend's wife is a singer. And she goes – can you make me a box that makes me in tune at all times? He goes, absolutely. <laughs> he went home and made the software that night. And now like we it's have auto tune. Right. Hopefully he got a bag from that. Uh, so just back the Bing truck up to him and like, take whatever you want, sir. So, so one of, I can't remember. I think it was T pain. Cause T pain's obviously in the episode. He's mm-hmm. like the kind of the main character of that episode, but T pain goes, yeah, that guy must have made a lot of money. And then it cuts to this dude in this mansion. And you're like, <laughs> All right, good for him. He did good. make We're money. Good. Yes, uh, he was able to make that work. Okay, great He's for well him. Off now. That's yeah. good. Um, are you watching Dave? I am. I am. I am. Because uh, the, the auto-tune that, that cued into my head mm. uh, with this whole Alley song that he was doing. But it's been, yeah. I The most recent episode, I didn't know that I didn't like uh, Bald Dave Bird until I saw it. And I was, <laughs> 
I was un, I was uncomfortable. I'm like, I did, he should never go bald. Like, this is not a good look for him. Right. But you're like, yeah, he, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, so shuttle forward 10 more minutes. <laughs> Spoil if you're not caught up on Dave. Um, I think after the first season, I think we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I said that it was the best show on TV. It was the best written show on TV probably since Breaking Bad. Yeah. In any time you have a show where in you get a nine-episode first season, mm-hmm. two of them don't feature the main character, and those are the ones that win the awards, you're on to something. You're pretty all right. Right? <laughs> um, I guess, who's your favorite side character at this point? Um, That's a good question. Uh I feel like the easy answer is Gata. Right. But like, <laughs> yes. But also like just the, the dry delivery that uh, Andrew Santino has for Mike is also, yes. is also yes. very good. Uh, Mike with black hair. I also do not like. Yeah. I don't like it. Was, yeah. That freaked me out. It was weird. I didn't yeah. like it. And then, uh, I also wasn't ready to, to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar break his leg. Yeah. In the second season. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is happening? Um, were you aware of little Dickie before the show? I was, I was, I was, um, I mean, it's been ages since his first album came out, uh-huh. which is kind of, I guess, the plot of the second season where it's right. taken forever to make a, a new one or the first album, I guess. Right. But yeah, it's uh, I think like between like that and Atlanta, like FX has like killed it with those kind of like written oh, like Atlanta, drama. And stuff. Yeah. Back to fucking Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, it comes full circle. Right. Life, life you know, life's a circle. <laughs> My friend uh, Sean Sweeney, who you mm-hmm. know, um. If he watches the episode before me, he goes, did you watch Dave yet? Because he wants to, like, talk. Yeah. And I'll be like, no. And he'll be like, great Gata episode. <laughs> That's, like, our – it's, like, was this a good episode for Gata? And that, like, it was literally – he sent me that text. Um, was that before the uh, – the... it, was, it was the birthday party. Yeah, the birthday yeah. party. And it was, like – because halfway through that episode, you're like, what's happen- – is going to happen to Gata? Like, mm-hmm. is he going to get – jumped is he gonna get arrested like you're just like like and sean's like it's a good episode for gata i'm like how like poor fucking gata like what nothing's going right right and then like all of a sudden at the end Mm -hmm. when the kid's like oh my god it's gata can you perform my friends and then gata you know gets his moment and it's just yeah, it took me way too long to uh to realize what was it? It, it uh, Taco from Odd Future was uh, yeah. hell's yeah, yeah. I think like halfway through the first season, I go, oh, this guy looks way too familiar. And then you hit the Google machine, you're like, oh, that's why? Because that was in my college years, right? Odd Future, <laughs> right? Right? Yes. Um, <laughs> like any suburban white kid. You know? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Um, shit. So, what are you listening to right now? Um, there was a there. I'm kind of all over the map. There's there was a uh, you know a moment where I'm just listening to like uh, British hip hop for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> so like Songer and H and uh, what was the other one? Uh, there's there's I have a whole playlist called Fish and Chips that I that I throw on. Um, outside of that, oh, what's new that's uh, that's out there that I um, Chris Aker? He's kind of like he's more folky. Um, I'm I'm I have to play a wedding next weekend, so I'm listening to a lot of very very easy to learn country music. <laughs> there is this one country song I know that gets everybody going. Is it Warm Beer by Frank Vieira? It is Warm Beer All by right. Frank Vieira, yes. That is correct. Warm Beer is better than no beer. That's that's how I understand it. And that's, that's how, how you, I understand that's it. That's how you should live your life. That's Frank, right. He's a visionary. He was, in the moment, he was. He really was. <laughs> when he said that in college, we were like, oh. although he, somebody else came up with it, right? 
Didn't somebody oh. else? Did Matt say it? I, I don't know. There was a lot of. It was kind of like a, a brain trust in, in those two those two apartments back and forth. There was a lot of yeah. dumb stuff said, and you're like, that has a grain of smart in it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to siphon that out and and expand on it. You know. You guys were the first TikTok house. Just didn't have anywhere to put that energy. Yeah, true. We had. Yeah, we. I'm sure there have been a lot more problematic things I would have had to delete from social media had TikTok <laughs> been around <laughs> when I was younger. Like. Um, guess like any other kid growing up in our era like a jackass was a big part of it yeah. so like there's there's small like uh kiss you know you know vhs cassettes or whatever of like us just doing dumb shit so like i've been trying to find it because like it'd be like a perfect social media tweet it's like oh 31 year old michael why do my knees hurt and then like the next line is like 15 year old michael and then like it's just me jumping off a roof with nothing below me to catch me and my knees just buckle and you're like that's that's why you probably like tore a lot of shit and you were just too dumb to realize. Oh, and then went and played basketball later that day. Oh my yeah, like God. You, you brush it off and just go. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, I'm sure there's uh, a lot of uh, incriminating small town, uh, you know, footage of, of me and my, my hooligan friends, the skate culture in New Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, you know. <laughs> okay, straight up. Right now, you have to pick one or the other. Okay. Jackass or Viva La Bam? Um,. I'll tell you what, like right now, I have um, uh, on eBay, I have the three CKY VHSs queued up to purchase. So I, I would get it. I'm going to throw a curveball and go with the CKY route. Um, but out of those two, I think it'd be Viva La Bam, just because it was a, you get a lot more Ryan Dunn. And, you know, the, the random hero Ryan Dunn was, he, he was a great person. Um, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, favorite Viva La Bam episode? Uh, I just saw a clip of it recently, you know, on on TikTok where they, they were doing some race with somebody, and and he um, uh, they painted uh, an empty garage on the garage door, and somebody ran through it with the oh, car. That's I thought, right. I thought the it was open. giant Wiley Coyote <laughs> bit. Yeah, that's like, yeah, and Ryan Dunn goes, "Did you watch Wiley Coyote before?" He's like, "Yeah, I did." I yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I don't, I don't know man. that that era of just like. It was good. It was good trash television. MTV and... giving money to people who should not have money <laughs> no, not is was a brilliant model for gold television. Yeah. And then you look back on it and you're like, well, they're all a lot of them are uh, have 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 very problematic life since then. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, mine is Treehouse Casino. Okay. Yeah, there. You can rent Castle Bam on Airbnb now, by the way, in case you were curious about that. I'm aware, <laughs> but he doesn't own it, so the money doesn't go to him. Oh. So, like, somebody bought it underneath him Another when he was, it. right, really struggling and is now targeting me, and I'm not okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd i probably still stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the uh, – there's an Airbnb that is a, a movie replica – of the uh, Ninja Turtles layer from the first Ninja Turtles movie. That seems like a very good life choice to turn something into. Yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't care how much that costs you. Like, A+. Plus. And you can does charge me hundreds yeah, of dollars. Does it come with a complimentary pizza? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, pizza gets delivered and, and the whole nine yards. That's good, then. Yeah. yeah that's smart. They, they know their brand. They know their demographic. <laughs> They did their research, their market research. I would also, if somebody wanted to do a complete re or a complete scale model of Arnold's room in Hey Arnold. That was I don't think it's like even an argument. Like that was the coolest room in the cartoon. 
Yeah, roof access. You got your roof porch. He does have a porch. Your, he had a porch. You got your roof porch. You got you got everything. He had a nice little little music area. He's, he had everything. He had the lights. Yeah, he had everything. Uh, Outside of a normal shaped head, he had everything. It's a good question. I hmm, coolest rooms in a cartoon. I think I always like lean towards like people's like workshops and shit okay like that was more like dexter like dexter's laboratory if like you gave me my druthers that's what i would that's what you'd pick yeah over the arnold room Mm -hmm. but i understand that i'm i'm probably alone in that (laughs) but that was like literally like as a kid i took my parents old speakers from their turntable okay and figured out (laughs) figured out how to wire them and split off from the speaker system of the stereo I had gotten for, like, Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, like, figured out at a very early age how to add, like, a woofer and shit to, like, a basic, like, six-change disc. This is, like, 10-year-old Josh MacGyvering. Right, 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 with with (laughs) a a CD player. With speaker (laughs) wire and, like, how to make it, like, surround sound. And I would, like, test it by putting in Dark Side of the Moon and standing in the middle of my room like this. And, like, it's like, okay... Does the does the echo go all the way around me? All right, perfect. I nailed it. And then like hanging up like <laughs> Christmas lights that were blue so that it like glowed blue in my room and shit. So like basically was trying to create Dexter's laboratory in my like very small like my room was the size of this room we're in right now, so it was not big at all. Oh yeah. I think that yeah, I think every kid like uh you know, gravitates toward towards uh something like that. Yeah. And then like um um like music taste and stuff. Like you don't understand like what uh what what clicks for you. Like the only reason I think I like ska is because of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Absolutely. So like you look back and you're like that's pro- like that's probably why I like it. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. <laughs> Damn you, Superman. Damn you, Superman. Uh, my godson. Mm-hmm. So his dad, Corey uh, yes. McLean, has kept all of his old video games. Okay. And he pulled out Tony Hawk Pro Skater One for his son. <laughs> And the video I got sent, he's, it was just like, I got him. Like, like, it was like, he threw this net over his son, right? (laughs) Two days later, Connor has a skateboard now. Perfect. That's what, that's what turned, uh, turned our little group into. It was Tony Hawk's pro skater. And then that turned into, all right, we got to do like a tape trading kind of stuff. And that's where you come into, you know, CKY and all that stuff. And, you know, anything from Mike Bellaley. And it's just like, it's, 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 it's. I don't know, man. It, it was a it was a great time to be a child in that in that era. It man. was I'm not a child, I guess, like a preteen to you know. But like, yeah, there's just all this freedom, man. You don't worry about shit. We had enough technology to be exposed yeah. to things that we would not have been exposed to without it. Mm-hmm. Particularly music and yeah. movies, a little bit like that kind of stuff. Like I don't know how many of us see Boondock Saints without the power of the internet. True. Um, but <laughs> like, when are you gonna use the fucking rope? Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Bronson always got a fucking rope. What's the best scene from Boondock Saints? What's? Oh, I think it's the I think it's the cat scene. Yeah, I think, it's, I, I think that's it's, the I only mean, correct answer. It's traumatic, but I think that's the right answer. It is correct. It's just it is done. Boom. <laughs> and then when Rocco falls back, he's like, "I'm hit. Yeah. I'm hit." Uh, it's just and then. The, t- I I think the line I quote most of was like it was a firefight. I think I it was say a firefight. Yes, is a great line. Um. 
I've been really leaning on, I might be wanting a bagel with my coffee a lot lately. <laughs> um, huge fucking guy is always a good That's one. A huge fucking guy. Uh, but I think the best part of the entire movie is the next scene the next day when Rocco comes in and he's like, we got to fucking go. I love that scene the most, okay? And so, because he's like running around grabbing shit and they whip pan through the, the kitchen because mm-hmm. Murph is like standing at the table and you see where the, the cat got shot against the wall. There's still the blood splatter. They just taped a picture of the cat over the blood splatter. And like that every time brings just pops me you. to tears. <laughs> and then when she's and then the two Rocco, where's my cat? What name? What what's the fucking name of that cat? So help me God, if you could give me the name of that cat, I'll fucking kill myself. She comes <laughs> up with the name of the cat. Oh, what color was it, bitch? <laughs> it's just <laughs> When we did the episode of Thoughts from the Movies, like, Justin and I just quoted the movie back and forth to each other for pretty much 45 minutes. That was all like, it was. I feel like if you if you find, like, another person whose, like, childhood, yeah. like, encompassed that movie a lot. Yeah. They're good peoples. We watched they're it. Peoples. We watched it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's Saturday night. We're done playing Halo. Uh, some people have fallen asleep. All right. Boondock Saints Boondock time. Boondock Saints it is. That- yep. Yeah, everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody kind of latches onto that kind of that kind of movie, right? When you're growing up, uh, is there anything you want to talk about today? We got like uh, 15 minutes left. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, uh, when was like the first time you realized, mm-hmm. like, uh, all right, I should do like video content? <laughs> okay. Um, so it's really funny because the week that this comes out also we'll be dropping AGD radio. Okay. They'll all request one, which you lead off uh, with a fucking ripper banger. Yes. Um, so Justin Luteran's pick, um, attributes to this. Okay. Uh, I won't give it away, but we used to make music videos to certain songs and things. Hmm. And, um, I had gotten, my parents gave me a, like a, a handy video cam. It took like little uh, DVC tapes and I would make like little movies in my backyard as a kid um, and just stayed with cameras and editing and making things all through my childhood into my teenage years into high school. Um, but I didn't know that this was a career until my senior year hockey's done. I realized like I had some like, I had some options to keep playing, but none of them were like what I thought that was going to happen. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Wisconsin showed up and was like, <laughs> you're going to be a badger. Like, you know what I mean? like that didn't happen. Um, so I was like, okay, well this all kind of sucks. And I remember like being very depressed going in to uh, the TV studio and Mr. Robbins, who is my hero still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, was like, so why are you so bummed out today? I was like, well, hockey's over, and, like, I don't really like, you know, like, I'd have to put off school to go keep playing, and, like, I don't think that's a good idea. And, you know, my dad's, like, really upset about the whole thing, and he's like, well, did you get into school yet? And I was like, no, I haven't applied. It's February, <laughs> right, of my senior year. And he's like, uh, well, Josh, you could do this. And we are standing in, in the in – the, so we had a, a full TV studio okay. in our high school, and we are standing in the control room, and he's like, you could do this for like a living. 
And I'm like, what are you talking about, Willis? And I just had no fucking clue that, like, oh, I could do this. That was, like, this. a media, medium you can get into. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he's like, yes. And then he was like, you haven't applied to anywhere? I'm like, no. And he's like, he was currently at Robert Morris okay. getting his teaching degree. Very bizarre. Teaching high schoolers, but also getting his degree <laughs> at the same time. You know, Butler. Um, and he knew Bacher. Okay. And that's how I got in. All right. That's, that was similar to me. Like, um, I didn't know the like graphic design was a thing. Mm. Like I knew, like I liked art I, I, in my head. I was like, maybe I could be an art teacher. Cause then, you know, very, uh, Charlie Conway esque. It's like, I'm a better coach than a player already. Right. In my head. Right. Um, so it's like, well then like, if I could become a teacher, I can become a coach. Uh, Cause you know, all the coaches you had in high school were like, uh, were teachers for you. And then I, that's not true. You can become a coach. Um, <laughs> But then, like, my senior year, it was, like, I took, like, a multimedia class, and, and then I was, like, well, you tell me I can draw on a computer and sit in air conditioning for a career, and they're, like, I don't know why that's – the air conditioning is important, but, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> this is a career choice, and I was, like, this is all I got to do. I can draw on a computer. It's still art-related, um, and, and that's what I'm still doing still doing now is just uh, drawing on a computer, man. It's it, I like it. So it was just like a random class I signed up for as an elective turned into what I what my career is. And That's it, really cool. Yeah, you That's know, really cool. Grand scheme of things, I'd like to you know if there's any buddy on a professional sports team watching, please hire me as your graphic designer. I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think um, that is. At some point in my life, if I managed to work for an NHL team. You were out in Penn State, though, right? You worked for yeah. the hockey crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my I've been very lucky. So I remember being 10 or 11, and Butler High School had a great basketball team. They mm -hmm. were, like, making states, okay? And my dad was a big basketball guy. Obviously, it was hard to introduce me to basketball in Butler, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So he's like, let's go watch the varsity team tonight. And I remember sitting in that gym, and it was so loud. And it was louder than, like, a Penguins game or anything like that. And I remember how, like, they were wearing blue and gold. It was the Tornadoes, and I was a Tornado. I was going to be a Tornado, mm -hmm. like, either the next year or year after that. And I remember thinking how cool it would be to play for my high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <clears> – <throat> Fast forward, hockey team, two hockey teams, both for the high school. I was like, yes. And as I'm playing and realize that college hockey is a thing, thank you, Miracle, um, <laughs> I'm like, man, it would be amazing to play for my university. And I grew up a Penn State fan. For whatever reason, my grandfather gave me a Penn State football when I was really little, and I was just like, that was it. Like, I was that like, was yep. the club. We're going to it. Yep. I was like, that's what it is. So – um, Penn State ends up being D1 through weird circumstances. I end up becoming their video guy mm -hmm. for four years. So I like to joke I got my master's at Penn State. Um, so, like, I got to play for my university, right? But this time through video. And then because of that, and I've always thought that Team USA was the most important thing you could do. Mm -hmm. And through that, I got to work for the World Juniors program for two years. And I was like – Oh, fuck, I did it. Like, I wasn't playing, but check, I fucking it did it. Like, I remember that same, like, around that same time, my dad, like, telling me, he's like, you may not be good enough to play in the NHL. And me being, like, very young and crying and be like, I'll be in the NHL one day. I'll fucking show you. 
and like sure enough man i like i got my university hockey i got my my national team i played for my high school so mm -hmm. like that's the last one at some point in my career i'm gonna fucking do it yeah that's the uh, i try to i try to stress that like you had just mentioned like you you went up and, and you watched like a, a varsity team and like clearly you're like oh this is cool i'm gonna look up to you know these guys mm -hmm. that are playing so like i try to like the whole goal of coaching is you know you uh, I was told you have to leave the program better than where you found it. Yep. And then, um, like if if you just show like the team that you like you care and you give a shit, like yeah. they'll do anything for you. Yep. So like, those are the two things I kind of like try to do. So like, I try to be like, hey, like the kids below you look up to you. Like so like, don't ruin that. Like don't right. do something stupid to be like I shouldn't have looked up to that person. Like so, it's it's just the stressing those little things and trying to build off of it and and. And hopefully that works. And then also, like, um, I think I was like, uh, like, there's, you probably saw it in uh, in high school too, where, you know, the football team, you know, rags on the soccer team, you know, foot fairies and whatever. So, like, that's still alive and well in 2021. It shouldn't oh, be. No. So you're just like, you're just like, like, this is the, I try to stress, like, this is the war. Like, nobody outside of America cares about football. Right. So like this is the it's a it's a world's game. So yeah, like both of the that you coach are world's game. Yeah, so like man, just do that. Like yeah. don't care, follow the sport more, watch it more and realize like it's not just like a small pocket in West Pennsylvania, like it's it's everywhere. And that, and that's uh so like every year, you know, a couple of people will will, will like kind of lean into that and like like I uh you know uh, you still see like uh some of the year former players like still following like the na women's national team is a big one. Like we um mm. <clears throat> we went up and saw um, Alex Morgan speak at, at Slippery Rock as a team. Awesome. So like that kind of like moved the needle to, for, for some of them to like to keep following them. Other ones are like, "Who's Alex Morgan? Like, how do you not? You're playing a sport. How do you not, Alex Morgan?" <laughs> also, as you know, creepy old guys. Yeah, we know exactly <laughs> yeah. who Alex yeah, Morgan yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it helps. Yeah, but like you know, you you just try to you try to push him in like a positive direction and 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 get them to like enjoy the sport in and like a, in a deeper context of just like just playing it to play it be like this is it's something special it's fun like if you if you ever like um even the river like even the river rounds like the atmosphere is, is huge it's awesome, awesome. It's, it's 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 a big deal like the whole like the crowd aspect of a game is a huge deal for for professional teams and like if you just sit in on one game you'll realize oh this is this is something and it's it's cool it's cool to see and like you uh even circling back to Ted Lasso you see that like they, they cut to the pub a lot and you see, like, that fan base. And, like, that's just – soccer's great. That's what I'm getting at. Love it. Love it. I think that's a good thing to a good thing to end on there. It's a good rant. I try. Soc soccer's good. Soccer, yeah. Soccer's soccer, good. Soccer's okay. Soccer's all right. Yeah, be bell. Football. Um, all right. Mike Dawson, thank you so much for driving in. Hey, no problem. Uh, and thank you for being literally a day one supporter of this show. Like, literally the first episode wasn't out for an hour and you text me like this is fucking awesome so it, yeah it also helps that like uh it comes out on a monday and mm. i'm sitting at work like mm, i need something to occupy my brain and then it, it you know takes me away for an hour hour and a half and, and, and it helps a lot awesome that's mm -hmm. that's what the you want to hear <laughs> right um all right this has been a great depression remember we are now in your brains oh yeah sorry <laughs> no it's all right we, we're now in your brains there you go <laughs>